Hello, ladies. Welcome to another episode of Because Mom Said So. We're back. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Oh, it feels like forever since I've seen you, ladies. I, I know. know. It's been so crazy around everywhere. I'm all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed here. Oh, my goodness. My eyes are... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put a little bit of caffeine under my eyes because I'm... My eyes are looking really scary. Yeah. Oh hey, do you goodness. guys have those frozen rollers, Melissa? Yes. And it's so funny. I went to Maddie's. I the have other a little day. fridge beside my bed. You it's do? It's called a makeup fridge. Yeah. Have you guys seen those? Yes. Uh, yeah. I have seen them. I got all my kids one last year for Christmas. Anyway, you need to get one of those. We'll pull out your little roller. I swear to God, it works instantly. I have. Really? Inst- but it's real cold and just the stone on it. Will flatten out your wrinkles. Like if really? I have a sheet, yep. If I wake up and I have a sheet mark on my face, you know, you and I have to out. go somewhere, I roll it out. I just think of those things as people just do them, and I don't I really know. like. Yeah. I'm like that hasn't worked. That seems silly. Maddie has a really big one too. She has that one because she get, they gave me one. Then they have, she has a real big plastic one that she does on, on her whole face. I don't know what that's for. Right, the same thing. I think that's just to, yeah. But the key, at least for me, and everybody's different, it's inflammation. You know, if you eat a lot of salt or drink the night before, it's the the key is cold. Oh, the coldness yeah. of the roller, you know, it, it reduces. It's like putting a- Ice pack on you. Ice pack yeah. on a boo-boo, <laughs> yeah. sort of. Oh. Anyway. Okay, yeah, I'll make just sure that saying. I do that every day because it's in my freezer. <laughs> no, no, just when you have, you know, a little, need a little pick me up every day. But that would be every day. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That's interesting. Because yeah. I, well, see, the thing is, I did a hack once and it backfired. So I'm always skeptical now trying any. Oh, what was it? I guess that's not really a hack. That's a tool. What? Well, it would be. You would think it would be so innocuous. It was like a Q-tip, and you just rubbed it on your, like you know, I had those elevens in between my eyebrows. Yeah, those little wrinkle spots. Those are two lines, and I rubbed it there, and, and I rubbed it too hard, and then I got a scar. Like I got a little mark on there. Oh so my I have goodness. A, now a permanent 11. Now you have a three, one. a one, one, one. <laughs> wait, 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 Holly. What did you rub on it? Nothing. I just used a Q-tip. I, I never the, heard that hat. The hard, um, what is it? I guess the stick part. I don't know what you would yeah. call it. Yeah. The Q-tip. Yeah. Whatever. You wrap the, the cotton it. around. Yeah. Scratched me. Oh, oh my. You're sensitive, Holly. I am. My, my, my skin is so fragile like a princess. Like a a baby's butt. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Holly, that is so crazy. Well, this is really interesting. So, okay, so when I had COVID, I had someone come and give me an IV. This girl is amazing. I love her. She's a physician's assistant. And she said, where do you get your Botox from? And I told her, and she asked me how much, I asked her how much she charged for Botox. She charges the same for Botox as me going to my place, she, she's going to come and do my Botox at my house. Nice. nice. Wow. Same that's price. Amazing. Same price. Don't door have to, to get door my- service. You know, that's the beauty of supply and demand. That's the beauty. That's what keeps costs down because all she has to do is know what the competition's doing and she can either beat it or match it. Yep. And offer a little more service. So she'll come to your house. So you don't have to pay for parking or gas. I mean, it's so smart. Yeah, but then know, she doesn't to, have to pay to be in a building or have overhead. Yep. Absolutely. Is, so you know, it's She's so smart. Yeah. She's like, and, and she'll probably give me an extra B12 shot or an extra little 
because when she gave me my IVs, I got two of them. She's like, oh, I'm going to give you a little extra B12 and I'm going to give you these shots. So do them every four days, you know? And I mean, she does little extra things. So I gave her so many referrals with IVs because she was incredible. I mean, she's incredible. Yeah. Well, that's smart of her to keep her costs down, you know, Uh competition. When there's no competition, you can be the highest in the land because if people want it and the demand is there, they'll pay it. Oh my God. Gas is almost $7 here. Yeah, I know. See, it's down here. Pennsylvania, I think, is bad. Ours is like three nineteen. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty Ours cheap. Never went down. I've never paid less than four in the last six months. Really, mine's three nineteen right now. Yeah. Greg and I traveled. We went down two streets. We have a gas. You know, there's gas everywhere here. But I'm like every it's, every corner. Yeah, it's a dollar cheaper this way. So we went, and then I downloaded that's this crazy this app. Um, that someone wow, said that's to me. a big difference. A dollar. A dollar. Yeah. Wow. Usually, it's like ten or twenty cents. Not here. It's like across the street from each other was 30 cents. The Arco and the mobile. That is true. I find that, I found that to be in LA so surprising and shocking. I don't understand it, but it definitely changes by neighborhood. By certain neighborhoods, you know, do not be low on gas. (laughs) It's $8 in, it's almost eight in Beverly Hills. I'm like, well, I don't really go there. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I even noticed that with grocery stores here. Oh, really? Like I can go to a Publix in Naples and something will cost 30 cents more than it does up in Fort Myers. No way. It's weird. I I guess it's just like the location that you're in. I think it's the location. I mean, I don't know if it's the overhead cost of maybe, I don't know. The rent rent and stuff. Right. Maybe. I don't know how that works, but I was really shocked specifically about gas stations, but it probably transfers to other. Yeah. Businesses too, but it's crazy. And did you, did you ever notice like TJ Maxx and them? They have a different kind of clothing and stuff at different locations. Yeah, really? different qualities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I, not- I noticed that in Pittsburgh too. Like if you go up to yeah. the Cranberry TJ Maxx, you can get like clothes that you could get like at Nordstrom's. If you go to the one in Monroeville, it's more just like a Macy's kind of. It's like a tiered system. Yeah, I agree. Well, the types of brands that they offer. The Marshalls and the TJ Maxx um, and Fox Chapel. I just remember going there when we had dance, um, you know, like our dance recitals. They are awesome. I mean, they are the nicest ones. Isn't that funny? I never go there. The one by Christie is amazing. That one is good. Cranberry. I love that one. Wait, the TJ Maxx? They, in a home goods, they, they have, yeah, oh. they have a great TJ Maxx and a great home goods. goods. Yeah. I used to go meet Christy for lunch just so I could go to the home <laughs> 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 Okay, Christy, yeah. let's go to lunch, but let's stop at home goods first. <laughs> I would it's come so- home with my whole car full of stuff. Like, it was amazing, the stuff they had. In I there. love the home goods. Well, it's funny. I'm going to, I'm arriving in Pittsburgh on November 7th because I'm decorating. And I said to Greg, on the way home, we have to stop at Hobby Lobby to get all my ribbon. But I did already buy some ribbon and ship it. He was like, last week, he's like, I got Christmas ribbon in the mail. I'm like, yep, that is for me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you guys happen to see my story a good, maybe a month ago? I, I was at Sam's Club and I saw this adorable nice ribbon. Christmas ribbon. It had these little nutcrackers on it. <gasps> And it was still summertime. It was maybe five or six weeks ago. And I'm like, you know what? I better get it. But if you go now, they won't have it. 
because they, it'll they be gone. They run out so fast because I love their ribbon. Well, yes. you know, they, I, if you I go love too it. close oh. to Christmas, you ain't getting it. And I, yeah, I'm like, <gasps> oh, don't judge me, but I know oh, I'm it's jealous. Like, you know, I just got home from vacation, but I bought Christmas ribbon. <laughs> I mean, because I just learned how to make bows. Which, you know, so I hate Christmas. I love making bows. So, and all the gifts that I had to ship out, I made extra bows, like for Michelle and Dan. For their trees, I stuck all these bows so they can use them around their house. It was so fun. Okay, yeah, so, so nice. I was just going to ask you guys, what do you use the ribbon for? Because I don't buy Christmas ribbon. I don't use Christmas oh. ribbon. I'm like, what? What are you using this ribbon for? I must be missing <laughs> well, out. I'm well, I decorate. <laughs> I put like some on my like in my powder room. I have like two pretty sconces. I put them on there to like you know tails i mean i put them everywhere because it just made the house more festive i had my stores i put them there i put them on my garland because i did all new ribbon i put it in my tree sometimes holly kind of like just like wave it through oh that's interesting too i i've seen both of that ribbons on doors and on stockings and in trees i just put my ribbon on my presents for real i don't do anything else with ribbon i like it and i do a theme a um a package theme color Uh theme like i'll either do red with gold ribbon or i'll do gold with white ribbon or i'll do whatever but i kind of pick a theme and for the year with it for the season no just for this for no just for the packaging Oh, interesting. You know what I mean? I'll put all red under the tree, for example. See, I used to do that, but for my kids, I would do like Brooke was mm-hmm. red. Yeah. Pay, or yeah. Josh oh, was I've green. Oh, I've done that in the past. You know, yeah, so that cute. way, all the green packages are Joshua's. All the red packages are Paige's, you know, whatever. I have three trees on our main floor, so I do whatever tree it is, I put that color package under each tree, like the red and the gold and the silver. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Just because I like to put, you know, presents under each, but I already got my girls. Yeah. How many trees do you guys have? I have one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love you all. That's why I love you. I used to have more. Now I only have one, Ollie. I have a lot. I wouldn't have room here for other ones. Well, I have at least, I'm at least doing five um, I might do seven, but I'm definitely doing five. Oh my God. I, I've done three. That's about it. I'm lucky I do. But my one is like 17 feet high. And I love your tree. I love that tree. It, it takes me a week to put up. And you do a, yeah, such a beautiful do, job, no. um, you know, doing that one. I love, I always loved coming to see that tree. That's where I would put the ribbon, Holly, because it was so big. Like if I had like an empty spot, you know how sometimes there's like a big gap between branches? Yeah, I would do like a little bit piece of ribbon through in there and like put an ornament in front of it. Kind of like filled up like empty spots and stuff. That's interesting. Cal, do you keep that tree? You can't keep that tree put together. You have to take it down. Oh, no. Yeah. In pieces. I mean, it's seven feet high and probably six or seven feet wide. It's like one that you see in like Mm -hmm. Macy's. Yeah, like yeah. I've seen mall. your tree. I've it's been. Huge. I've seen your and her her ladder is that big. No, I cannot keep it together. <laughs> the older I I get, the older Erna and I get, and the kids aren't really home home right now. Well, when it comes time to decorate the tree, our tree is so heavy. Yeah, and he's like, just pick it up. I'm like, I just can't. It's just so heavy. Randy and Josh both had to put that tree up. Like, there's no putting that together one person at a time because just even the top piece that comes off. Like, I mean, you have to Mm -hmm. climb up a ladder six feet, teeter on, and you have to have somebody lift that up to you. You can't Mm -hmm. carry that up there. There's no way. Although I think Josh tried last year. Oh, he did. 
like just about killed himself probably. But. Well, I have all our trees are still yeah. up, but you're not decorated. So I, you know, I have a great storage area for all my Christmas stuff and they're all covered yeah, with that plastic, is nice. but. But you still have to carry them up. Do you remember Margie? Of course. Yes, yes, Love of her. course. She did that. She used to have a storage space and she would just take the whole tree completely decorated. And her garland and everything and just put it down there. And then for this holiday, she would just pull it, pull it out. And I mean, there was a little touch-ups, but basically. Yeah. I couldn't do that. It was already done. I'm like, oh, I love that. Me too, that. but I have a lot of glass oh, ornaments me. and, you know. Yeah. Greg took all the decorations. Yeah, so long. Greg did it all himself. Ooh, that's a big job. That's the thing. I don't mind putting it up. I enjoy that. I, I get in the spirit and it's fun. But it's the taking down. I just hate taking down because it's such I was like wah, wah, I don't want to do well the like, excitement of it's over yeah yeah like, when you're putting it up it's like exciting and you're waiting yeah. for the holiday to come and then it's kind of like a disappointment when it's all over and you got to take it down I always feel so my my house is so empty whenever I take it all I'm down sad. it's like there's so much crap everywhere Well, before we go into our next part of our conversation, Kelly, I think it's time for us to talk a little bit about hiring. You know, there's a fantastic person out there who will improve your business. The trick is just to find them. So for all of our business owners out there, this is for you. We know that a lot of people are looking for just the right candidate to hire. So for hiring a partner that helps you reach new heights, you need Indeed. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all in one place, and that's Indeed. Something I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because you can use the resources that they have on their site all at once. So you can do their virtual interview, which I think is amazing that they have that right there. It's easy for you. It's easy for the candidates that they help you match. And you don't have to make your candidates jump through hoops. And then these virtual interview tool needs nothing to download. You just click and talk. If you hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed's employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they are sponsored a job. Yeah, and within virtual interviews, Indeed saves you time. You can message, schedule, interview, top talent all in one place. It's easy to connect with your applicants. You don't have to install anything extra, which is also pretty awesome. And Indeed's virtual interview tool works from your browser. I mean, it doesn't get much easier than that. Exactly. It saves you so many headaches. Interview virtually with no downloads, plugins, or purchases. You could do it all in one place. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. The right candidate is doing everything they can to find you. And if you use Indeed, you can be sure you're doing everything you can find them too. Finding great talent doesn't have to be a second job. You can reclaim your time and find top talent fast with Indeed. As a matter of fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 16 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. When you sponsor an Indeed post in the U.S., you're three times more likely to get a hire, according to the Indeed data. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why when you sponsor a job, you only pay for quality applications from resumes in our database that are matching your job description. So visit Indeed.com slash mom to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash mom. Indeed.com slash mom. Terms and conditions apply. Crossbar application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And that's mom, M-O-M. 
I'm gonna have my new kitchen when I get home, so I'm so excited. Did you finish it already? No, Greg. Greg is going home um, next week on the first, and it's getting done on the second. Oh, exciting! Yeah, that's yeah. really good. What do they do? Are you keeping your cabinets? Well, I was gonna blow the wall out and make my kitchen larger, and I decided not to. I just didn't want to put that on Greg, and I'm like, that's okay, I'm good. But we're getting a new island, a bigger island, and yeah. Well, um, Christmas party at Melissa and Greg's? yeah. That's- I'm, I'm hoping to have, you know, my Christmas Remember party. last year's you were going to, and then, yeah. you With know, COVID. everything happened. Yeah, yeah. I'm, pre- I'm so pretty sure. let's do it. I'm pretty sure I'm going to do it. Like, I'm 99% sure. You know, just like a drop-in. Well, you have to let me know so I can get a plane ticket. I yes. was going to say, and the problem is everybody's so busy, like, two weeks before and two weeks after, or at least. Yeah. The whole month of December. That's why I'll do drop-in. Last party, we had like 80 people. Yeah, just like an open house. so nice. We, we are really off topic, ladies. We're talking we are, about Christmas and it's not even Halloween yet. It's not. It's not. <laughs> I just love but- it. <laughs> well, I'll be decorated next week, so. <laughs> so, but, but this has, okay, so now we actually have to segue into like. Our topic. Our professional, our topic. <laughs> and, and keep in mind, we're not professionals, except we're professionals at talking. We, we talk yes. about it. <laughs> talking and eating. Talking <laughs> and eating. Yeah. And shopping. Yeah. Those are like our go-to. We like to talk about those things. But we do know a thing or two about children, I would say. Between us, we have a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've all have experienced, the topic today is about yeah. adolescence, like going through it raising children through that period and so we're just going to dive into it and see what unfolds about our topic today and this really comes from a listener so one of our listeners had a question and we'll get into that question in a little bit but um first and foremost i just we're going to talk about adolescence what do you think are the ages of adolescence ladies what would you think they are mm-hmm. i do think it's different from girls and boys uh, you know i think they go through it at different times sure um, and yeah. of course, you I would know how. Well, you guys, Holly and Kelly, you have you had teenage girls and teenage boys. My only experience with that is growing up, I had a brother, an older brother, mm. so mm. there were differences there, and his friends were always at the house and stuff. But I don't know, ten to ten to sixteen. I don't know. I ten to fifteen for girls. See, I thought that adolescence would have been younger. What is the definition of adolescence? How? I, I don't know. I, I thought it was younger because that would be like teenagers. I thought like adolescents, I think, would be before teenagers. I, I have no idea. I'm not smart, so I have no idea. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> you are smart. I'm probably completely wrong, but that's what I always thought. I don't You're know. very smart. You know, the health organizations, as well as like teachers and doctors, it's like 10 to 19. Is really? It's a technical wow. definition of adolescence, but I think so. It goes a, hand in hand with puberty. Exactly. Okay. Ex- exactly. Exactly. It's like, ladies, you know, even though we don't have like degrees or we haven't studied that, we come from the world of motherhood, and that by itself means we know quite a bit of stuff. So I think we have to. Like what you're saying is all correct. I just think we have to have a little bit more confidence in what we're talking about as far as what we know based on our experiences. And we can always talk about from our experiences. And I think everybody's experience is different too. So like if you have an experience and I have an experience, it's not like one of them is wrong. It's just our kids are different. We're different. Exactly. Exactly. I agree with that heart. That's how we're moving into this. But that technically is 10 to 19. So, you know, think about 10 to 19. 
a lot of stuff yeah. happened. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, definitely. <laughs> I mean, that's a wide range if you think about it, because a 10 year old is very different from a 19 year old. From a 19 year old, yeah. Way different. Oh my gosh. Just thinking a lot about happens it. in that time. Yeah. Ugh. So, do you remember when you were an adolescent? Gosh, Holly, I can't even, re- I can't remember much of what I did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember like major event things. Like, it's weird. <laughs> Like, I can remember the day my dad told us he was leaving, like, the house. Mm -hmm. I can remember how I walked in the front door and they told me. And I can remember what I had to eat that day. Exactly. But I can't remember what I ate yesterday. Me neither. Isn't that weird? It's scary. Yeah. Like, I remember certain things about it, but not, like, everything. It's weird. Yeah, that is weird. Wow. I, I do. I remember feeling certain ways. Like feeling so insecure or feeling that I didn't fit in or feeling that I wanted to look like I, that's what I remember. Mm -hmm. And and so when I see young children, you know, 10, 11, 12, and as she, as dance moms, because of what we've done, all these young kids come up and talk. I love those little girls so much because I feel like weird. I relate to them. I feel like. I know how you feel, honey, because I felt that way. Isn't that weird? Without us even having those conversations, Mm -hmm. you can tell when someone comes up and they're real shy and timid and you just kind of know that they feel a little insecure and they'll outgrow that. I love that. I think it really varies from where you grew up too, because I have to say it's the weirdest thing. I lived in such a bubble living where I lived. Honestly, I know this sounds weird because I know there probably was. I don't remember anyone bullying. Hmm. I don't remember people competing for what they wore. We were all just like, it was so weird because I grew uh, up well, in that's a- nice. But I grew up in a farm cut farm town. No one, I don't remember people being rich or poor or anything. Like not where I was from. Yeah, I mean, right. People it were just, mean. I can I can remember like that crazy? having such anxiety, like going to lo- the school lunch. The cafeteria, just where am I going to sit? Is there going to be a spot for me to sit? Or, you know, like, I we just didn't that. have that. Like, like, it was weird. And I'm not like a very shy or I'm like, I'm outgoing and whatever. I do remember feeling that way. Yeah. It's such an interesting, it is it's such an interesting age. And I would say it's an age of insecurity. Sure. <laughs> I think so yeah. many people, for the most part, you just feel so terribly insecure. I don't remember feeling that way when I was little. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in first grade and stuff, but it was, it was once I started becoming more a teenager that I remember feeling that anxiety. And it's, it's, it's fascinating to me because it's a shared feeling that a lot of people don't talk about and some, you know, kids disguise it in different ways. Yeah. And there's so many interesting studies about this period because I think people just want to know more about it because it's so fascinating because you have so many changes. So you have like the 10 to 12 year olds who are like, the early stages of adolescence, and then you have like the teenagers, 13 to 19, who are truly teenagers and are technically adolescents too. That's a very big difference. And I would sure. only, for, for me, I love middle, teaching middle school because I got those kids so often. I understood uh, where they yeah. were coming from because it is a tough age. I love that age though. Don't yeah. you? Like, me too. They're just, I don't know. Yeah, you have to love them because they're they're they um, tell it like it is, and they don't. They're very <laughs> honest. You have to have <laughs> thick skin. 
Because a middle schooler is a that's a that's a tough one. Holly, do you do you agree with areas though, like like different areas of the of the country? What do you are mean? Different are different with oh, kids. Yeah. Oh, I I definitely agree with that. I think there are um, growing up in New York City for me would be very different than growing up in Pittsburgh. So there are things that Evan and I would talk about versus growing up in the South or maybe sure. in Texas or I, I do think on the West Coast or the East Coast or in you know the Midwest. I do think there are differences. I do think there are some similarities. Okay, here's this crazy story. I went to, you know, I was working full time at a school. I actually went to Japan for a teacher's, like a a Fulbright experience, uh, immersion experience. It was really cool. We spent time in other schools in Japan and we were studying seventh graders. That was like the topic. And the same issues we found in seventh graders in the United States were the same as seventh graders in Japan. It was the same. Like the, the research, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like talking about the kids in my school. So it just goes to show there are some things which are just so inherently developmental. So yeah. it doesn't yeah. make a difference about doesn't culture. Matter it doesn't matter where you are. You're on the other side of the world and you, you still experience these things as an adolescent. I, to me, that was one of the most profound experiences leaving <laughs> that conference. Well, it makes perfect sense. I mean, the brain, our bodies grow, our brains grow too. Yeah. So when, you know, your brain just hasn't grown through adolescence yet and it's growing and learning. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Kelly, I don't remember a whole lot. Do you remember? Uh, But Melissa, you remember? And so does Kelly. I remember. I remember. I do remember a lot. Riding the bus, sitting on the bus. Oh, I Standing at the bus stop. And it was all, I was anxious a lot. But so were my friends. And that's when you surround yourself with a, a group of friends that you can talk to, you tr- young, you know. See, I didn't have friends that like I could trust, I don't feel like, until I was older. Yeah. No, they would like stab you in the back in a heartbeat all the, my, all, when I was young. Because, you know, it's funny. My friend Kathy Mull, she, I'm still friends with her today. I sent her like some fabletic stuff, which is so funny. But we were friends since elementary school and we did everything together. I mean, and then we went out disco dancing after we were 21 and we're still friends, you know, and like I trusted her with everything. There was a lot of girls I had like that though. We were just, it was just a different really? place. I can't even explain it. I mean, no, I, I don't have any friends. I don't know. I don't have any friends in middle school. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my friends, I, I do have friends. I do have friends. I'm very excited. I do. You are my friend, but I don't have friends in middle school, which is, a, it's sad. I wish I did, but I, I don't, I'm kind of like Kelly. <laughs> I, I don't have that. Your school was huge though, wasn't it, Hall? Like you had a really, really big school, didn't you? Um, not for middle school. I mean, but middle school was larger than my high school. My high school was super small. There were like 400 kids in my entire high school. Really, I had a very oh, small wow. I had a very small high school. Oh, so a very wow. small high school. Plum wasn't that big either, Kel, was it? No, it wasn't too big. But no, she said her whole school was 400, yeah. not just the graduating class. Yeah. I, I yeah. think I had like maybe 350 graduate. Mine was 222. That's really cool. But you know what? Also, it's interesting. I've, I've also heard studies. I don't know what study is that you are, and I, I would love to know the age of where you perceive yourself to be, the, how you saw yourself in seventh grade. Does that make sense? Like how you uh, thought, so how you saw yourself in seventh grade is how you kind of act as an adult. So it kind of like you, not that you have arrested uh, development, but that you almost shape your identity based on your seventh grade, eighth grade self. Wow. I yeah. never heard that. Yeah. I never did either. 
Wow. I was, about that. For me, that was like junior high because we had seven, eight, which was junior high, nine, 10, yeah, middle school, we 11, 12 high school. So God, that was junior high. Really? Wow. Mine was six, seven, eight in the junior middle school. Yeah. So it's interesting. I mean, just because people have a study doesn't mean you have to agree with it. There's tons of studies people disagree with. But it's, it, makes, it makes you think like, huh, when I was that age, do I see myself? Like, in some ways I Gosh. do. I can't remember myself then. Well, I know I had really big dreams, so that's good. I wish we had the metabolism of a seventh grade. Uh, yeah, me too. Oh, if I that could go back. That would be nice. That'd be so. This is a funny thing I remember. So in seventh grade, they had they started cheerleading was like the first school sport because all through elementary school, we didn't do, my family played tennis but it was outside of school, had nothing to do with school. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like no one did. We didn't do softball or kick anything with the school until junior high. Cause then they had the peewee football. And then, so they had cheerleaders. Anyway, I remember I was so dang skinny. My legs were picks and my arms were picks. And I had this big round belly. (laughs) Really? And well, I wasn't fat, I was skinny, but in my mind, I thought, oh my God, if I could just gain weight in my arms and legs, I would look like a normal, you know, lady. Yeah. I I I will never forget that. Yeah. My cheerleading skirt, you know, I'd put my skirt on and it fit in the waist and my legs were like sticking out like little twigs. They still are. (laughs) Life isn't fair. That's what I remember in middle school. That is it. It is it. It is funny. I will say this before we move into like raising middle schoolers or adolescents. I would say, and this maybe this has helped me a little bit with raising kids. And I'd love to hear your perspectives because we have all raised adolescents, boys and girls, that I refer to them. It's so funny that they're almost like as they get older, geriatric. teenagers, like geriatric children, like you're the oldest you're going to be of your childhood, but you're like the youngest you will be of your adulthood. So it's a really interesting age in that you feel like you're the oldest child there is. You know, like you're you're an old kid, but you're a very young adult. So you don't have like, you know, everything there is to know about being a kid, but you're just like an infant adult. Like you're just in the infancy of adulthood. And so when I would work with, I, no, I noticed it so most when I was in an all-girls school, but I still worked in a co-ed environment. There were days I would go in a classroom and I never knew who I was talking to. It was like, I wish you had a sign that said, little girl is in, woman is out. <laughs> and you could just pull up the sign so I knew who I was talking to today. Because one day it's like, oh, I'm, you know what? I'm like a teenager and I should be able to have Aww. more responsibilities. And you guys don't treat us like, you know, and we... We need to have these rules or we shouldn't have rules with our uniforms because we're teenagers. And then you're like, okay. And you start teaching, you know, giving them more responsibility. And then the next day it's like, oh my gosh, I'm just like a little kid. That's too much. And it's so stressful. And you just never <laughs> knew who you were Aww. talking to. And I mentioned that to one of the kids. And they're like, that's exactly what it feels like. <laughs> it feels like that. Because yeah. they're in that, they're mixed up yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're feeling mixed vibes. Exactly. Do I, do I act grown up and take the mature route or I'm still a kid? I can, you know, throw yeah. a tantrum and they'll understand because I'm a kid. Exactly. You know, it's really, I just have to tell you. So, you know, the girls and I live really close together. I don't know if I told you the story, but it was so cute. Kenzie was going from one job to another job 
And mm-hmm. um, she was go- pretty close by and she called me. She goes, mom, can you please make me peanut butter and jelly? I don't have time to eat. So I made her some peanut butter and jelly and ran it down for her. So she, as she ran, I just thought, oh my gosh, she'll never not need their mom. And they'll always be, you know, which yeah. I she love. is still a kid. She's Even only 18. She's a, working as an adult. She's mm-hmm. still a kid. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's totally appropriate for her to say, mom, I need a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> but it made me feel so good. I was like, oh, yeah, they always will need us. Yeah. Hey, I was in New York with my mom and she was making me. <laughs> I was eating. I'm like, yeah, oh. mom, can I have some coffee? <laughs> yeah. So I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, like, how does EJ, I mean, like, do you do a lot for EJ? I mean, I know he's very independent. And he he texted Greg, by the way, yesterday. He's a, oh, did he? He's such a great kid. Um, he is. Yeah, it's interesting. Boys and girls are different. They're different. I think birth order is also different. I think kids are just different. So <laughs> that being said, uh, he's incredibly independent, but then he will ask for help when he needs it. So yeah, that's good. It really is. It really Uh is. Um, But each kid is different. Like William, who is still just like Kinsey and adolescent, technically by that definition. I texted him the other day and I was like, hi, just checking in. I miss you. Love you. And I did get a text back. The text back said, hi. I need Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Close, Melissa. So close. He's like, hi, see you next week. Love you. It was like, it was like, okay, enough of that. Mm -mm. I'm so shocked. (laughs) But he did it because at least he responded. That's Uh, exactly your son. And he knew it would mean something to you. And he did Mm -hmm. what he was supposed to do. I think that's great. That was it. It was like, I'll see you next week. Put a pin in that. Kel, Kel, how does Josh differ from Brooke and Paige? Oh, he's totally different. Just. You mean as far as responsibilities go or? Just like everything, you know, because he just seems so grown up. He just, that's a totally different person. He's more like loving, I think, than uh-huh. my girls. He's he's very caring. and But he's like the kind of kid that like opens the door for you or, I don't know. I think my girls kind of lived such a fast they grew up fast, I think. From being on the show, they kind of like overpassed some of that stuff. Like Josh, he just he's still mm-hmm. like kind of like old school, you know? Mm-hmm. That's good. Good yeah, I tell everybody, all of our kids went through puberty and adolescence on TV. Yeah. With their mom. I mean, those those are like yeah. two ah killers, you know. It's yeah, so it hard, hard when we're trying to tell them just behave, just don't talk back. And they're like, wah, wah, wah. like everybody hears you. Everybody sees you. But then your other kids grew up without you guys, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like full yeah. time. I mean, that had to be really tough. You know, like, That's you know, Jill, really you had tough. two kids and so did you. Yeah. You yeah. know, one thing I love about having, you know, the, the pecking order, someone said, you know, uh, siblings have a pecking order and Riley is eight years older than Kendall. And I love when she sees, and Charlotte's seven years older. I love when, because Ryan and Charlie are just a year apart, but when they see Kendall do something, and not even recently as much as, well, anytime, and they'll be like, did I act like that when I was that age? I'm like, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? They see it. They're like, oh God, how do you deal with that mom? I'm like, hello, <laughs> you guys were the same way. Like, Holly, did you notice like, 
Well, Nia's not really a smart mouth. Like my girls were like more smart mouthed and stuff than boys. Did you did you see that? No, because you're like that that just wasn't her way. Yeah. I think the only time, oh my gosh, we laugh about this now. The only time that Nia and I actually had like that kind of puberty talking back, because we never tolerated talking back in our household. We never tolerated talking back, slamming doors, muttering under your breath, anything like that. Like, who are you talking to? Who are you talking Like, we would never tolerate that. And that's just that way I was raised. My husband was raised. We didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so people can say whatever they want about my parenting. Wasn't done. However, tone is a huge thing. I knew you were going to say, watch your tone. I've, I've seen the look on your face of death. It's a and trigger. And all you had to do was once. Yeah. It was gone. And like, to me, that was a trigger more than anything else is that your tone, it's not even what you say, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. And I remember once we were on set in the bathroom and I was doing Nia's hair and she wasn't happy for whatever reason. Pick a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There could be anything. Because she was on TV, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. That's enough to make you happy. <laughs> so, so, because we're there. Um, so she wasn't happy. And I was doing her hair and she put, it was like the tone of her voice and she put the brush down and it was like, she slammed it or something like that on the sink. And I was like, what? And I'm like, do it again, do it. And it still had an edge to it and do it again. And I think Christy may have walked in the bathroom while this was going on. And instead of just like, oh, I'm not going to, I just had to do it until it was done the right way. I think it was like three times. And she just was washing her hands and then she left like, oh, but that was it. It was just like done for. And I got, we moved on, didn't talk about it. But yeah, that would be like the talking back or the rolling eyes or whatever you were talking about, Kelly. It's like that type of thing. Those are my triggers okay. and things I want to choke. But that, that would be my example. I don't know if it's good. <laughs> but it worked for you, right? I was serious. In that case, I feel personally me, how, how Kendall I raised differently than the other two, which I didn't really, but I did let her get away with a little bit more than the others because I had guilt. I had mom guilt of she's under all this pressure Mm. and everybody's watching and, you know, and they're yelling at her. Why do I have to yell at her? I'm here to support her. And of course I was, but certain things where I should have really put my foot down, I let it slide a little. So she wouldn't be so have so much more anxiety than she may have already had. Cause you sense as a parent, when your kid has reached a breaking point and you hate that, but that was a fine line. And it was all happening during their adolescence. You know, it's funny when my growing up, my my sister was six years older than I was. My brother and I, we were two years apart. We would go. It was so funny. We would go to the school bus. And I loved walking to the school bus with all our neighbor kids. And all of a sudden, my brother would say, see ya. And he would literally run in the woods. I mean, he wouldn't go to school. He had a really rough time in school because he had Tourette syndrome and things were different back then. He was in special ed class and they don't have that anymore. They don't do, which I think is amazing that they don't, but literally, um, you know, we'd come home and my, you know, I'd say to my mom, bro, didn't go to school again. Yeah, I know. But like, it was just so different back then. It's okay. I mean, it's just so weird how times were so different, but that was like something I just remember as a kid. It was so funny. He'd be like, see you, boob. And he'd run in the woods. I'm like, bye. <laughs> I think as parents, like your mom is like picking and choosing her battles. Like what, yeah. what the resources she had, whatever they happen to be, what can she do and what can she do? 
Yeah. Pick and choose your battles. I think I'll... All of us do that at some point. He ended up getting his GED because he just couldn't handle, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great that he did. Yeah. Because yeah. some kids don't even do yeah. that. Yeah. So your your mom did the right thing in letting him. And she probably knew that. Yeah. She probably also knew that full story. Like, okay, what's more important? Mm-hmm. Is what Like in, in the scheme of things, like, you know, emotional right. safety, physical safety, like what? Like, I don't know. Mothers are pretty smart, <laughs> I think. I think moms know a lot. I more. think we are. Yeah. Yeah. Put it this way, Hal. I agree with you. Moms who pay attention know mm-hmm. what's going on. You know, sometimes, and mm-hmm. I, I you, you see the mom who's not paying attention to their kids because it's all about them. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. uh, I know, you know they might know like what's that. going on. <laughs> but, right, but you have to put the effort in to raise your kids and take care of that. If you see yeah. it happening, take care of it. Well, my girls were in an argument last week and I was like, Maddie would FaceTime them and Kenzie FaceTime me like back and forth. I'm like, oh, I have to go. They had an event to go to and they're like, we don't want to go together anymore. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, and then, then they FaceTime me at like midnight to tell me that. We, we made up mom. We're fine. Cause I get so upset. I'm like, girls, you won't, you know, I'm like, it makes me so sad, but they always come back, you know, cause they're really close. I'm really lucky how close they are distant wise. And of course, emotional, you know, but it's, I just think it's funny how when they were younger, they probably wouldn't have done that. <laughs> but now that they feel more comfortable being, yeah. you know, talking to me and they're more open, I, you know, makes you feel good. Well, that's maturity. That's part of adolescence too, like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And you gave them a safe space where they could figure that sort of stuff out because I think yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. I think parents have unreasonable expectations of kids during this time. Like they are like, you should be doing this. Like, okay, you should have a standard, but like sometimes developmentally, they're just not there yet. <laughs> yeah. So you can't force the issue. I mean, you can, you know, talk about what you give them some groundwork for what to aspire sure. to, but you can't force it if they're not ready yet. And it's look, look where your girls are now. Mm-hmm. How, how big that is. Um, Kelly, going back to your question, which is basically the listener question, how do you handle middle school and puberty and the rolling of the eyes or the smart talking once that starts? Ladies, any suggestion and advice? Gosh. <laughs> Lock them in the room. <laughs> no, <I'm> just <laughs> I don't have any. <laughs> no, Holly, you you addressed it properly. You know, it's yeah. it's not appropriate to treat your mother like that. It's not mm-hmm. appropriate to treat anybody like that, especially your mother. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like kids have to realize, oh yeah, you know, would you like someone to do that to you? Roll their eyes and slam something down. No, you would take that personally. So Maybe I'm still in adolescence because I roll my eyes at everybody still and I'm 52. So maybe, maybe the ages of adolescence is wrong because I'm still doing it. <laughs> Kelly, you're proving my point about that study. You're still yeah. the seventh grade self. <laughs> yep. I'm still rolling my eyes, guys. I stick my tongue at Greg all the time. I go like this to Greg. <laughs> And he just rolls his eyes and walks away. <laughs> he like watches the news all day. So I'd like start dancing in front of the TV. And he's just like, he goes like this to go see the TV. I'm like, hello. <laughs> it's so funny. We do have fun, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> but I do stick my tongue at him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> when he's like, you know, you really spent a lot on the American Express card. I'm like, 
<laughs> and then I make fun of it. So then he just forgets about it. <laughs> I, I think the key though, getting back to that question is you kind of have to put yourself in their shoes and try to understand why they're acting the way they're acting, why they're upset, why they rolled their eyes. And when you're an adult, it could be anything. I dropped my pencil. Oh my God, he looked at me wrong. Oh my gosh. But that's what I mean when I see kids with that insecurity, I almost feel that I, you know, I, I feel for them because it's a tough time. You just kind of have to, I hate to say, let it go, but understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. No, why they reacted the way they did. It's because they're worried about whatever. Never. You know, it's interesting. I think that kids, you have to kind of, I think you want to establish a level of respect. Absolutely. There should be respect for authority, respect for your your parents and your family and your friends. There, there is a level of respect there. But at the same time, you do want to understand like what is triggering you. It cannot be X, Y, and Z. Right. There's more to this story. And I think kids sometimes lash out, or just people in general, they lash out at people who are closest to them because they know you're gonna love them unconditionally and it's a safe yeah. net there. <laughs> but we can't tolerate, like there's certain things that just explained, like we, we cannot tolerate this. That is unacceptable. However, what's real what's the real issue? Can we uh, like unpack it and figure out what's the real issue? And I think you need a sense of humor. I mean, there are lots of things we laugh about now, which at the time probably were not that funny, but, and just context also for kids, like it's going to get better. It's this, like where you are now is not Mm -hmm. forever. You're not going to be, this is not life as you know it. You will move on, you will grow. And it's hard to see that because when you're that age, it feels like that's an eternity, you know. (laughs) You know, it's really funny. So I, um, I feel like how, my relationship works with my girls and they laughed at me saying I'm a helicopter mom. Cause when they're, when I'm with them, I'm like, Oh, I just, you know, I just, cause I'm not with them all the time, but growing up, up, you know, when they were in high school and that age bracket, I always was there for them, but I wasn't in their face saying, Oh, who's that? What are you doing? Who are you on the phone with? You know? And I think that really helped us because I, I saw moms that were totally the opposite and their kids, I don't want to say hated them, but didn't want to be around them. And I'm so glad my kids did want to be around me because I was fun. I always baked. So the kids always wanted to come over for baked goods. Like all the kids wanted to be around my house, which was funny because I kind of knew how to draw them in making, you know, like, I know that sounds funny, but I would do like crafts for all the holidays and have all their friends come over. So I made it fun. I was there, but not on top of them, even though I did listen at the door when they didn't know. (laughs) Um, I was spying on them. Has anyone done that? Can't say I was spy. I will say I I asked a lot of questions. (laughs) I I think I agree. You don't want to be a helicopter mom. I want to be involved. I, no. But I also learned you can't be judgmental. And it's so hard because you have, like, I have opinions. Yeah. yeah. And I think my opinions are right. You know, you know I me. Mean? I'm entitled to your wrong opinion. I'm, I think my opinions are correct. Yep. However, I have learned that you have to suspend that when you're talking to your kids. Otherwise, they will shut down. And you have to, if you want to keep that communication going. Yes. You got to be quiet sometimes. I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. I'm so there with you. And it's really hard in this culture. Like, we are so trying hard. It's really hard to say, if you say a word, they're like, no, they go by they, they. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. I'm so sorry. We're learning this new way of life. 
people aren't just boys and girls anymore. That's true. They go by different pronouns. They go by all this different. And and I know kids really, it's probably hard for them to grow up within this environment. I think they can handle it much better than us because we're so set in our ways. But sometimes I say a word and the girls are like, you're not allowed to say that. And I was like, oh, like, <laughs> now I, you know, right? Nothing <clears throat> wrong with that. It's yeah. all a learning um, process. Yeah, but exactly. But we're it's learning. There's no right or wrong in life. You just live it. Mm-hmm. You live and you learn. Like you learn from that kind of stuff. That's why sometimes I think I don't tell my kids things. It's not because I don't care, but I want them to learn it on their own. Like I, I think once you experience something on like me telling them something, I don't think they get it. But if they live through it and they make yeah. their own mistake and they figure it out, I think that it's a good learning experience for them. It's really, that's so important. Sure. EJ's the one who told me that. I think Melissa did. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to let your kids figure it out for themselves. I want to solve everything. I'm like, let me just mm-hmm. solve it to avoid, help you avoid the pain and suffering. You can't do that. You just cannot do You can't do it. It's not a healthy strategy. You think you're helping, yeah. but you're actually really hurting. And it's really hard as a parent. Yeah. Because you never want to see your kids in pain or struggle. But that's part of adulthood. That's part of adolescence is figuring out how to overcome obstacles and how to manage difficult Mm -hmm. situations as well as happiness and joys too. But yeah, I mean, it's not that you don't want to be a hands-on parent, but you want them to learn. I tell my kids all the time, life is hard. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It can be fun. Even at our age. But it's hard. Things are hard. Life is hard. I agree. Life is hard. You all, you all say it's hard just in general. And then you have, I'm going to say it social media on top of it I, I would i don't know what i would have done with social media if i was yeah. an adolescent that just explodes the whole thing like wide open because you just don't have your little community yep. you go, like melissa you kept talking about your community we grew up was like in a bubble forget that now your bubble is yeah. like totally <laughs> it's like the whole world's of, isn't it yeah yes and everyone because knows. natalia goes to that school that i went to mm-hmm. and yeah. boy Huh. Well, you said they're, they're not nice. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not How the things same. things have changed. Yeah. How things have changed. I mm-hmm. love kids. I love adolescent oh, I kids. I oh, love I it. Too. But here's the thing. Here's the difference between me and you, Hall, for example. You can teach them. I know that I could never be, I wouldn't be a good teacher. Mm-hmm. As much as I love kids, I wouldn't be, because I would, I just wouldn't be a good teacher. So thanks, Hall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm no longer teaching in that capacity, but I did. I For sure. It. I loved it. I love it. 20 years, 20 years. I loved it. Absolutely. So thank you, ladies. I'm for, sure you were fabulous. Yeah. So, so, oh my goodness. I feel so good. It feels so special. <laughs> my seventh grade self are looking at me now. You're like, oh girl, look, you did it. You did it. You did it, girl. You got friends. Yeah. <laughs> you're happy. You're thriving. You got this. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of Because Mom Said So. Make sure to listen and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. You can ask us questions or suggest topics by sending us an email to becausemomsaidso4 at gmail.com. And make sure to follow us on Because Mom Said So 4 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Tune in next week because I'm a mom and because mom said so.